0: Hello, everyone. My name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. Uh, There's no current event piece today. Rather, I overanalyze some of the nuances in moving home at 25 years old, which I suppose is actually a current event piece in its own right. So, enjoy. No, it's it's not like Rogan, but like it's, yes, it is a podcast, yeah. If someone asks me what success looks like, I'll tell them that it looks like an organized fridge, a diverse one, different colors and textures. Meats that come resting on styrofoam and underneath saran wrap or bundled up in construction paper. The vegetables have leaves with surface areas that you could park a few Chevy Tahos on. And they don't come with big veg logos, rather bundled up by blue rubber bands and bought at farmer's markets from people who only own those long-sleeve thermal t-shirts with a few buttons at the top. Crowded? Sure, but I think it depends on how you define crowded. I say airplane crowded and not subway crowded. There's order and seatbelts, but it's not a packed flight. Instead of going from LA to San Francisco, the flight's from Fresno to Phoenix. There's empty seats and spaces for Chinese takeout boxes or leftovers that family friends sent you home with. It's the freezer that's a little more lawless, a certain controlled chaos that comes with chambered, inhumane temperatures, which is in large part why the only things that should dwell there are giorno pizzas, frozen berries lodged in Ziploc bagging, and plain ice cream sandwiches, the ones with vanilla in between with what looks like soggy, gothic, graham cracker crusts. My parents are successful, they just don't eat meat. This throws out the burgundies, reds, and pinks that come with the fridges of my dreams and instead replaces them with the off-white and khaki colors of tofu and hummus. It hasn't been meat for close to six years now. Different alt proteins have cycled in like European families of four that live on your street for a year then get transferred to somewhere random, like Scottsdale. Most recently, it's been the wheat protein known as seitan, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right because there's a plan. words there, definitely. People who group vegans under rainbow flags might say it's as much a pansy meatloaf as it is the spawn of Satan. I was apprehensive at first, but I've since come around to it. A change of heart that I figured has to do with me not having to buy groceries. The commendable thing about seitan is that it doesn't try to outgrow the shadow of its meat counterparts, but rather build its own narrative. Now, if you ask a certain person, you'd hear that it's healthier from a moral standpoint. And though I haven't yet done the research to say it actually is nutritionally better for you, I'll assume so for the time being, from what I've had, I think it mimics the same flavor as those ride ships found in Chex Mix. I got fired from H&M a month before most of the world had to go inside. Next to having some money saved up and not knowing a global pandemic was waiting to explode, I wasn't worried in the slightest I'd get a new job within the week, I thought. If anything, this was something to celebrate. You don't quit working at H&M. It's almost implied that when you hand them your W-2, the only way you're to stop wearing a branded lanyard with a name tag to help people buy ripped jeans is if you're terminated by violating company policy, which is what I did." I don't do molly, but I wish I could say I was asked to leave because they found some MDMA in my locker. That'd be a better story, or at least a better hook. What with showing up late, then not showing up at all a couple times, I was called into the manager's office and asked to hand over what should only hang out of the cargoes from someone named Devin. It's not as attractive, but when with context, it becomes listenable. That's for another time, though. I think I'll call it some chronicles of fast fashion. My lease expired before my unemployment checks came in. I drove the CRV back home in mid-July. For now, it seems that my rent contribution is conversation at the dinner table and at a minimum to help around the house. I also think it would be appreciated if I flipped my socks out before putting them in the wash, but that might take a little adjusting, too. I hope to realize a fridge like my parents in the future. A medicine cabinet like the one my mom has assembled would be nice, too. I suppose my bar really isn't that high. Everything's clean and she has tweezers. With the tweezers, I'd have a toothbrush, toothpaste, and a spool of dental floss, one that wouldn't change in shape all that much until after I got an automated text reminding me of a dental appointment the next day. Since I've gotten back, I've taken a caution to not sneeze or laugh while brushing my teeth as to prevent spraying the mirror. At the apartment, I'd flex before every shower in front of what was an incomplete Jackson Pollock, but here, my mom runs a tighter shift. Leaning into pride, a blackhead comes with a small risk-to-reward ratio. Maybe i dislodge a landmine and one that makes it to the mirror. I'd savor the few seconds of satisfaction, who wouldn't? But then I'd wet a square of toilet paper and pray that the watermark isn't too noticeable. Even when I'm not in my room, I close the door. The luxury that is living in your own place is the privacy and being able to not make your bed for months at a time. That's not how things work anymore. I'm not complaining, more noticing that the room I'm in is a shell of the one I had in high school, but with the same ground rules. Dirty laundry goes to the hamper, the bed is to be made, and bowls and plates need not stay the night. In high school, the constant reminder to have my space look like it hadn't just been through a dryer lined with barbed wire and shards of glass was seen as nagging, but now it's really the absolute least I can do. It's stickers and posters have since been taken down and replaced with a few framed images of flowers, pears, and then some people sipping on cappuccinos at a cafe. It walks the line between being the model guest room and being a room for someone with the personality of a scarf. It's staying for a few nights you'd rest without a second thought. But if you were in town for any longer, you might wonder why they had to hang images of a couple Bosque pears and daffodils. What's the play there? Who does this room cater to? You might even check Google Maps to make sure you aren't at a Hilton or a senior care facility. It's when you get up close to the paintings that you see the walls riddled with pin marks and some abrasion from battles with a low-grade adhesive. Then you realize it hasn't been occupied by people in town for commercial flooring conferences, but instead by someone with allegiances to a couple teams and a Walgreens-developed photo of his family. Everyone, my name is John Russo, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.